from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. See, this difference between Black Star Network and Black-owned media and something like CNN. You can't be Black-owned media and be skate. It's time to be smart. Bring your eyeballs home. You dig?
Today is Tuesday, June 7, 2022. Coming up on Roland Martin Unfiltered, streaming live on the Black Star Network. Today on Capitol Hill, family members and a bad shooting victims testified during the Senate Judiciary Committee on the increasing threat of domestic terrorism in the country. We'll show you some of that emotional testimony, and I'll be talking to a woman who lost two relatives in the Buffalo Massacre, as well as civil rights attorney uh, Ben Crump. Uh, Uvalde, Texas family says goodbye to 10-year-old Xavier Lopez, and Uvalde uh, native Matthew McConaughey uh, speaks at the White House in gripping speech, laying out the need for gun reform in this country. An Arizona judge blocks the GOP's efforts to cut mail-in ballots. A white South African pastor is found guilty of plotting a racial genocide. He planned to poison the water supply of thousands of black South Africans. And I'll talk to real estate mogul Don Peebles in our Marketplace segment. He is leading an all-black team to build New York's first skyscraper built by African-Americans. Also, I'll talk about uh, me being named to the Hall of Fame of the professional journalists. We'll tell you about that as well. It's time to bring the funk on Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network. Let's go. He's got it. Whatever the miss, he's on it. Whatever it is, he's got the scoop, the fact, the find. And when it breaks, he's right on time. And it's rolling. Best believe he's knowing. Putting it down from sports to news to politics. elected to protect us, to protect our way of life. I ask every one of you to imagine the faces of your mothers as you look at mine and ask yourself, is there nothing that we can do? Is there nothing that you personally are willing to do to stop the cancer of white supremacy and the domestic terrorism, terrorism it inspires? Because if there is nothing, then, Respectfully, senators, you should yield your positions of authority and influence to others that are willing to lead on this issue. The urgency of the moment demands no less. <laughs> My mother's life mattered. My mother's life mattered. And your actions here today will tell us how much it matters to you. Folks, that was Garnell Whitfield, the son of Ruth Whitfield, the oldest victim of the Buffalo Massacre, sharing his testimony during a Senate Judiciary Committee hearing today on Capitol Hill. It was called examining the, was, it, was that satizing, domestic terrorism threat after the Buffalo attack. Now, keep in mind, this is the same Senate that chose not to move forward on the bill passed in the House to deal with domestic terrorism. It was blocked by Republicans. The committee heard from family members and experts on the impact of domestic terrorism in the country. We're going to show you some more of that. We're joined right now by Ben Crump, civil rights attorney, and Michelle Spite, who lost two relatives 
in the Buffalo mass shooting. She attended uh, the hearing today. Actually, both of them, they, they certainly join us right now. I'm glad to have you here, Michelle. Uh, certainly sorry for uh, the loss that you and others experienced uh, by what took place at the hands of this white domestic terror uh, terrorist in Buffalo. Um, I, I got to get your thoughts on uh, listening to what many of the Republicans senators had to say in this hearing. Uh, it, it gave the impression that, uh, again, they offered their thoughts and prayers, but uh, in many ways were defending actions uh, that could stop domestic terrorists. Absolutely. Absolutely. They did offer their, what they term as condolences, but uh, the back end of that was a lot of deflecting. Um, and I think it's really critical or was actually critical today that the family be present and that testimony did go forth from a family um, member so that they can see the vital necessity to keep the focus where it needs to be. And that is parked, quote unquote, at tops. Um, that is where this this person just came and, you know, massacred loved ones and and just shook, just riveted the community. So, yes, there was lots of uh, deflection, more of that than there was sincere apologies in my turn. You know, there were um, there were family members uh, who lost folks due to police violence and you had Republicans um, Senator Tim Scott, Senator Lindsey Graham, and others talking about uh, doing something about it. They actually never did. Um, and this shouldn't be the case. It should not be the responsibility uh, of family members to continue to apply pressure on them. But we see this with other shootings. Parkland, for example, Sandy Hook, Columbine, where those family members are continuing to apply that pressure to force members of Congress to do something. Uh, are you and others uh, prepared for what could be a very long battle? You know, we certainly are taking this in stride. You know, in addition to, you know, the natural process of grieving, um, it has been therapeutic to many and to me personally to fuel that, you know, that grief and some of that anger into something very purposeful. So we are very intentional with that respect. And yes, we are up for the long haul. Ben, um, that question, um, look, is one that we have to confront. Uh, you um, represent a number of families and uh, the list only grows having to continue to come to Washington, D.C., talking to the White House, uh, talking to U.S. senators, talking to House members. Um, the only way anything is going to get done when it comes to this fundamental issue is if there is massive public pressure that is put on the senators, they're gonna have to be, family members are gonna have to be in their face constantly to force them to act. Roland Martin, again, you're correct. Uh, you know Washington, D.C. probably better than most. And right now we had a gridlock with the Republicans uh, inactivity. One of the things I said in the press conference with Dick Durbin and uh, Senator Rosenblum and Senator Chuck Schumer was it was a sin how they killed the Buffalo 10, that, yeah, that monster. But it was also sinful that this Senate has failed to act. The previous administration 
remove the requirement for the Department of Justice to re investigate and report out to the Justice Department in the White House on white supremacy. And Senator Dick Durbin said he believed even if that was in place, that could have had an effect on preventing this massacre. But you can't even get the Republicans to agree to a vote on this matter because they don't want to be on the record. And that's what Garnell Whitfield and Michelle and others said so eloquently and passionately, Roland Martin, is do something. What are you going to do about this? Our family's deaths won't be in vain. Now, he here but were you and others, Michelle, um, raising this point. And this is what one of the things that Senator Ted Cruz of Texas wanted to focus on today. I do think my colleagues on the Democratic side of the aisle try very hard to erase the history of the Klan, that it was formed by elected Democrats, that its leadership was almost entirely elected Democrats, that the authors of the Jim Crow laws were without exception elected Democrats. Well, actually, those of us who know history already know all of that. But what's interesting, Michelle, is that that has nothing to do with what happened at Topps Grocery Store in Buffalo. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And that is why we are very, like I said, very intentional and we are very driven to make sure that, you know, what happened at Topps on May 14th remains current and that we keep the focus where it is. We cannot change some of the you know, historical things that have happened in the past. But again, this is not a, a roll call for everything that went array uh, previously. We need to keep the focus where it is. The focus is a white supremacist, very calculated and very um, concise, made a 180-page missive of how he was going to gun down and execute Black people who had no choice but to go to the only supermarket in this black neighborhood that just so happens to reside in a food desert. We have to keep the focus that white supremacy is not something that came up yesterday or even started on May 14th. He, along with others, have been fed an appetite of hate. Um, it has gone uh, down throughout history unprecedented of anything being done about it. And we're demanding accountability at this point. And we're not going to be silent until something's done. Uh, I, I did find it interesting, though, Ben, uh, that after um, Senator Ted Cruz uh, said that uh, and uh, Justin uh, Herdman uh, gave a response that uh, Senator, Amy Klobuchar, Senator Amy Klobuchar uh, of uh, Minnesota, uh, who was actually uh, sitting in the chair's position because Senator Dick Durbin uh, had stepped out, uh, she... Um, had had a few words to say uh, to af after after what uh, what Senator Ted Cruz had to say. So uh, I, I thought being this also was important to note. Much Senator Durbin went to vote, um, <laughs> and so um, I just want to start out uh, by 
uh, noting that uh, the intelligence community has identified racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists as a category of people most likely to conduct mass casualty attacks. I think we have an agreement on that. But one thing that wasn't noticed, and this is just one year of statistics, but was not noted by Senator Cruz, and that is that the FBI reported that of the racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists it was investigating in 2020, so let me be very clear about the category, 87% were white supremacists. So I just think it's very important that the uh, record reflect that. Uh, it's certainly not all of them, uh, but it, at least for the recent year that we have data on, um, it was the majority of them. So... And the reality being Crump, they don't want to talk about that because many of them vote for folks like Ted Cruz. Yeah, and you know, the expert panels at the hearing, they kept stressing about the race replacement theory and how Fox News uh, continues to make this a legitimate news matter over and over again. And they said that is making it legitimate in people's minds. And so they continue to be, I guess, as the experts say, Roland Martin, they are promoted for uh, espousing this racism, this hatred. And you have it with the politicians. They say get higher uh, poll numbers amongst the Republicans when they say this evil, hateful rhetoric. And they said the news cable uh, broadcasters get higher ratings. And they said that was the problem. And until we're going to deal with, we cannot celebrate intolerance. We cannot celebrate uh, evil and hatred like the race replacement theory. Then nothing is going to happen. And the irony of what Ted Cruz said, Roland Martin, was this. He talked about all these violent acts, and he named instances when, when black people uh, were the culprit. And he ran through about six or seven of them. Uh, but he never talked about the violent insurrection of January 6th that he continues to defend. And so it was just hypocrisy, and it was very... Uh, it was very agonizing sitting there watching him with all those family members like Michelle who had their family members killed by a young white supremacist and he would not even address white supremacy. Absolutely. Michelle, go ahead. Absolutely. And um, Senator Booker spoke to it and said it best, you know, and I'm paraphrasing what he said, but it's almost as if, you know, our country has grown to have an appetite for contempt and an appetite of insurrection. And it definitely is a threat to our democracy. And those are the things that we need to bring to the forefront. And I know they have been brought to the forefront previously, but those are the things we need to just keep driving home. Because if we do not uh, stop this in its tracks, you know, God forbid, I don't know what our democracy will be as we know it. So, you know, seemingly, um, as um, as Mr. Crump has said, you know, Cruz never spoke 
to any of the insurrection. He never spoke to any of the, he never spoke to the group of Proud Boys and the propaganda that is promoted on, on these different um, media streams. And that really is at the seat of what is fueling, you know, the hatred and the, and the anger and the bigotry. So we definitely have to take a look at that seriously and we can't stop talking about it. Um, we, well, we can't, and we certainly will not uh, on this uh, show, Michelle and Ben Crump. I certainly appreciate both of you joining us. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Roland. Nice, nice attack. <laughs> appreciate it, Doc. Appreciate it. Uh, folks, so we talked about uh, the hearing, and uh, here's more some of the craziness uh, <clears throat> that came from Republicans uh, in the hearing, including Missouri Senator Josh Hawley, uh, as well as uh, Senator John Thune. Um, you want to hear crazy? And banning AR-15s, why do no. people need them? Oh, I mean, my AR-15 is often used as I know a lot of people have AR-15s. I don't personally have one, but I know a lot of people who do. I mean, that's, a, that's used for, for sporting events, for uh, uh, sporting activities all the time. That's, I mean, that's pretty common. I mean, it's like I, I can count on my hands real quick, yeah. a bunch of people, you know. People so. misuse them, obviously. Well, sure, them. people misuse handguns. I mean, you know, so all, all the time. I think this kid had a handgun as well, mm -hmm. unfortunately. Um, so, um, you know, I, 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 no, I would not support banning those. Why do people even need AR-15s? Well, I mean, the, the challenge you have on that is there's 20 million of them in the country already. Um, they are a sporting rifle, and um, it's something that uh, a lot of people, for purposes of going out, target shooting, um, in my state, they use them to shoot prairie dogs and, you know, other types of varmints. And so... I think that there are legitimate reasons why people would want to have them, and I think the challenge you have already is that there are literally millions of them available in this country. There's two U.S. Senators. See, oh, oh, shooting prairie dogs, and oh, shooting raccoons. Today at the White House, Matthew McConaughey, a native of Uvalde, Texas, spoke from the podium. And I want you to hear how he described what AR-15s did to the bodies of 19 children in his native Uvalde. Trust me, what he's about to describe is far different than the nonchalant attitude from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Of those two Republican U.S. Senators. We also met Anna and Danilo, the mom and the stepdad of nine-year-old Maite Rodriguez. And Maite wanted to be a marine biologist. She was already in contact with Corpus Christi University of A&M for her future college enrollment. Nine years old. Maite cared for the environment so strongly that when the city asked her mother if they could release some balloons into the sky in her memory, her mom said, oh, no, Maite wouldn't want to litter. Maite wore green high-top converse with a heart she had hand-drawn on the right toe because they represented her love of nature. Camilla's got these shoes. Can you show these shoes, please? Wore these every day. Green Converse with a heart on the right toe. These are the same green Converse on her feet that turned out to be the only clear evidence that could identify her after the shooting. How about that? Maite wrote a letter. Her mom said if Maite's letter could help someone accomplish her dream, but then her death would have an impact and it would mean her dying had a point, and was it pointless, that it would make the loss of her life matter. The letter reads, Marine biologist, I want to pass school to get to my dream college. My dream college is in Corpus Christi by the ocean. I need to live next to the ocean because I want to be a marine biologist. Marine biologists study animals and the water. Most of the time I will be in a lab. Sometimes I will be on TV. Um, I want to play in a little bit um, another part of that speech where McConaughey described the bodies of the children and what the AR-15 did to their bodies and 
what the families and the morticians had to do just to be able to have their funerals. Let's go to our panel. Demario Solomon Simmons, civil rights attorney, founder of Justice for Greenwood, joins me here in D.C. Brianna Cartwright, political strategist, journalist as well from D.C. Xavier Pope, host of Suit Up News, owner of the Pope Law Firm there in Chicago. Glad to have all three of you here. Um, it, it, was, um, it was something else, uh, Demario, to... Um, to listen to the testimony, to, to listen to these senators just sort of blow things off, to um, act as if, oh, you know, that all the people out here, things are just fine. He listened to Ted Cruz talk about the KKK, Democrats, 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 uh, but he forgot the KKK endorsed Donald Trump in 2016 and 2020. Um, but it goes to show you how these Republicans do they plan to do nothing to address this issue. No questions, Roland. It's really good to be here with you personally. Uh, that was very sad to see that video. Obviously, I see it earlier today and see those Republicans. They, they don't care. And it's very sad that, you know, my good friend, brother Ben, has to be here once again with families of uh, victims to try to plead for something to be done and to know you're talking to, I mean, Josh Harley and Ted Cruz, they are white supremacists. And that's very disheartening to know that you are talking to white supremacists about doing something about white supremacy. And I just wish that these senators would be kicked out of Congress under the 14th Amendment, uh, I think it's clause number three, because they were insurrectionists. So my heart goes out uh, to those uh, victims. We had a shooting, as you know, Roland, last week in Tulsa, where four people were killed and the gunman killed himself. And one of those individuals, Dr. Preston Phillips, was a personal friend, uh, a huge loss for our, our community. And that gunman, who was a black gunman, uh, bought an AR-15 just a couple of hours before the, the shooting. And it shows how powerfully destructive these uh, instruments of war are in our society. I mean, that right there is what makes no sense whatsoever, Brianna. When, when, when these folks are just so unwilling to confront the reality uh, of... They, they don't even want to raise the age from 18 to 21. You don't. Right. And it's like, how, how, like, that's not, are you, like, you're trying to tell me that it's so painful to raise the age from 18 to 21 to buy an AR-15? Yeah, it's weird to me because um, for handguns, I, 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 I'm pretty sure for handguns, it's 21. So something that's even more dangerous than handguns, I'm not quite sure why they are trying to fight and raising it. Um, we have alcohol uh, raised at 21 because we've decided there's a certain age where the brain is fully um, fully formed, right? And that's why we have it till 21. And so if we um, think about something as dangerous as a gun, uh, we should make sure that who's holding it has their brain fully formed um, and goes into background checks too. Um, the fact that um, there's these senators that are fighting for any change is is crazy. Um, we we see, um, you know, someone said today at the airport, we still have to take off our shoes and can't have uh, water in our backpacks because we saw a threat. And we made quick changes and we kept them um, for years now. But we see all these shootings, um, mass shootings um, from Buffalo to Tulsa uh, to, to Texas you know, all in one short period of time, and we still don't have any 
slight of changes. Well, Xavier, what we're seeing here again, we are seeing individuals, we're seeing individuals who do not want to lead. They have no intentions of changing anything. I mean, a New York Times has a piece where Senator John Cornyn of Texas, the lead negotiator, is saying, oh, incrementalism, small steps, small steps. Roland, it's designed to run the clock out on the news cycle of mass shootings. Uh, the hope is, is that America will get fatigued talking about this issue. No political pressure will be put on Republicans. And then they can just move on and not do a thing at all. And that's exactly what they're doing. Uh, this is what they, they've been known for doing. They, they did this in terms of uh, the George Floyd Justice Policing Act with, with Tim Scott and his fake out. Um, uh, this, is, this, this is par for, for the courts for Republicans. And for Ted Cruz to compare Democrats in terms of the history of white supremacy is completely irrelevant to passing the necessary legislation that's happening right now in America. Well, that is certainly the case. Now, at today's hearing, Senator Cory Booker uh, addressed uh, those senators and also spoke to this issue, how critically important it is. That you have to be here and the pain that you and your family are enduring um, is unimaginable. Um, I want to thank you for turning your pain into purpose. Coming down here has got to be very difficult. And the fact that you're testifying before Congress on these issues just shows me what kind of mother you had. Yes, sir. I was also kind of moved. I walked in late to the hearing coming from a classified briefing, and I heard you talk about very candidly what it was like growing up as a black man in America yes, sir. and how you realize very young that you're perceived as more dangerous often that that's often used as a justification for people taking police action. We know that blacks are more likely to be killed by the police. We know that implicit racial bias, you have study after study that shows a black person, a white person in this country accused of the same nonviolent drug crime, the black person will get longer sentences. Mm -hmm. We know that even black women in this country are more likely to die in childbirth even when you control for race and education, because their pain is not perceived to be taken as seriously. And the kind of subtle dehumanization that often comes. And what's moving to me about you is that you understand that this is not about black versus white. This is us, we're all in this together. And that we are a nation that needs each other far more than we realize. And I think on that fateful day in Buffalo, we realized the danger of allowing hatred in any form in our country to fester because that hate is not just visited upon one, it's effects and impacts are felt directly by families and communities, but it tears at the overall fabric of our democracy. Mr. Pate, I, I think your testimony was really moving to me and because this is about the hope of our democracy. It really is. I, I have never imagined that I would be this worried about the future of our country. And the mainstreaming of these ideas 
begins to undermine the necessary cohesion for a democracy to function. This is the great question in America's history, and every generation seemed to answer it the right way. Will we get better at being a multicultural democracy? Will we not let the hate of the Irish, the hate of Catholics, the hate of Southern Europeans, the hate of Asian Americans, will we not allow that to undermine the highest ideals of humanity that this country represents? And so I feel like we're on a perilous precipice. I think that so much of this, when I turned on my TV and saw that the January 6th riots, so many of them had anti-Semitic symbols and racist symbols. And so I, I know from your data that you had that this is not uh, militia, and those are all concerns. And I think my, my, my colleague for bringing up the issues of the ease of access to guns is what causes the violence, and we should not, um, we should not ignore that reality. But I'm more concerned about the culture of contempt we have in our country. Yes. And, and you said something, and I want you. And this, no, I don't want to create false equivalencies. But I know me as a politician probably would have raised a lot of money if, if during a State of the Union address, I yelled out an expletive at the president of the United States, Donald Trump, if I had said something like, "You lie." I know this because it happened to President Obama, and that person had their best fundraising quarters after he did something by bringing in that kind of outrage into our sacred civic space in a congressional hall for a presidential speech. And so I, I guess the two things I want to get in my 10 seconds. So that was Senator Cory Booker. That was Senator Cory Booker speaking uh, today. Um, um, DeMario, here is the bite of Matthew McConaughey talking about, again, this is the juxtaposition we heard earlier from these Republicans about AR-15 and how people, oh, they, they hunt with these. <laughs> and But yeah, 19 children were also hunted. This is what he said. We also met a cosmetologist. Right? She was well-versed in mortuary makeup. That's the task of making the victims appear as peaceful and natural as possible for their open casket viewings. These bodies were very different. They needed much more than makeup to be presentable. They needed extensive restoration. Why? Due to the exceptionally large exit wounds of an AR-15 rifle. Most of the body so mutilated that only DNA test or green converse could identify them. Many children were left not only dead but hollow. So yes, counsel. To hear that, DeMario, um, how in the hell can these people not respond? You know, again, very difficult to listen about that and hear them had the bodies was hollow. I mean, these little bodies were just torn apart. You know, I'll just tell you something, Roland, and I'll be very 100, keep it 100 with you. In 2012, when Sandy Hook happened, and you had all those uh, dozens, a uh, couple dozen, uh, you know, wealthy, white, upper-middle-class kids slaughtered and nothing happened. That's when I really saw that this country really does not care uh, about gun violence because if they didn't do anything after, after Sandy Hook, I mean, these are 19 beautiful brown kids down in a poor little town in Texas. 
I think it makes it even easier for people like Ted Cruz and Holly and the guys, John Thune, saying that we shoot, you know, rodents, which is, you know, the language matters when he's talking about shooting rodents and things of that nature. This AR-15 is a problem. Cory Book was right. The hate is a problem. We must continue to organize, continue to put pressure, as you say, rolling all the time on the Senate. The president continued at the bully pulpit. I don't know who bought out Matthew McConaughey. They should do more of that because he was able to really speak to the issue in a way that's very, very powerful. But boots on the ground is necessary. There needs to be money and funding for black organizations to go out and, and organize within the community, make sure we're getting out to vote and being very specific. I don't like to use the term, and this is the last thing I'll say here, saving our democracy. I think it's black folks, we may be talking about saving our lives. Uh, and that's it. It is, and the reality is, Brianna, it is going to have to take a full court press. I mean, this is not something uh, that is going to happen uh, in the next couple of months. I mean, these Republicans are steadfast. They do not want to do anything when it comes to guns because that is who their voters are. It was Howard Dean who said in 2004, the Republican Party focuses on God, gays, and guns to appeal to their core voters, and their core voters are white people. Yes, I agree. I would add on one more because we have the issue uh, with them uh, trying to remove abortion. Um, but I, I, I do think that it's going to be a slow process, and it's very sad because this has been happening since Columbine, and so I'm not sure why we still haven't had any incremental changes. You know, we just say um, our prayers and and, and and not actions. And so um, I, I don't know what it's going to take. Um, I, clearly, even you know, white little kids getting killed um, didn't change too much, um, but. Uh, we're the only nation that has such um, uh, proliferation of, 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 of mass shootings. Um, and it's not that we're the only one who have guns. Um, and so there, there has to be a, a solution to it, and I'm hoping that they get it sooner rather than later. Um, I, I don't necessarily think it's going to happen sooner, uh, Xavier. I mean, they just... I think that they... Bottom line, uh, don't want to change anything. I think that uh, for them, uh, it is appealing to their voters. And, and let me remind the people who are watching, when Ronald Reagan was president, that was a huge push in this country to change the drinking laws. Do you know how that got done? Do you know how they forced the states? Easy. The highway. The, the highway money. That's they right. said, hey, if you would like to receive federal highway funds, then you have to change your drinking age in your state to 21. Louisiana was the last state in the union to change to 21. They made so much money on alcohol. Uh, they resisted all that time, but they could not resist the billions needed for their highways, and that's, that's how it got changed. Congress has actually done that before. So here's the whole deal. Do the same thing. But see, they don't want to do that. So they say, you know, fine. Hey, states, you want education money? Raise it 18 to 21. Republicans are standing in the way, and, and Democrats like Joe Manchin are standing in the way because for them, it's about guns, guns, guns. Yeah, and you can also see that. Yeah, Roland, I think that... Uh, uh, Brown, one second. Xavier, go ahead. Yeah, Roland, I think this latest tragedy put more political pressure in terms of the inaction of Republicans be and some of the rhetoric they use, like great replacement theory, as, as you mentioned earlier, 
being connected to real world impact of some of the language that they use. Um, and we attach, we have the one six uh, televised, televised things that are happening up in this weekend. I think that as long as the pressure is kept up on connecting the, the Republicans to violence in this country as a culture of violence, I think that will happen. And that's why tomorrow, great, keep, keep the pressure on, connect what you're saying to what's actually happening. And I think that's what was not present in some of the debates about gun control. And- From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. The past, it didn't connect the actions or the inaction to members of Congress. Uh, Brianna, go ahead. Brianna, go ahead. You going to make a comment? Sorry, Roland. I have a fire alarm going on. Okay, all right. So cool. Just, just uh, let us know uh, when the when the alarm uh, goes off. I'm gonna do this here. I'm gonna go to a break. Uh, we come back. We're gonna talk uh, politics uh, as well. Why is the White House so damn afraid to meet with poor people? We'll discuss that uh, on the show uh, as well. Plus, of course, uh, we'll get some details 
uh, on uh, folks um, buried uh, in Uvalde, plus uh, the unveiling of a memorial uh, for uh, Gabrielle Gifford, this, this, this violence memorial. We'll, we'll tell you about that installation. So a lot of things we're going to be discussing right here on Roland Martin Unfiltered with the Black Star Network. Folks, if you're watching on uh, YouTube, uh, hit the like button, the Facebook as well. Hit that like button. Uh, we should be at 1,000 uh, likes, so we're at about 300. Y'all, come on now. We shouldn't have to wait for a whole two hours to get that done. And please support us in what we do uh, by, of course, uh, downloading the Black Star Network app available on all platforms, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV. We also uh, love for you to uh, join our Bring the Funk fan club where every dollar you give goes to support this show. Uh, the resources make it possible for us to do what we do. Send your checks and money orders to P.O. Box uh, 57196 Cash of Washington, D.C. 20037-0196. The Cash App is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zelle is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. We'll be right back. because we know that there is no scarcity in this land. The only scarcity is the moral will to do what's right. We are those with sub-minimum wage jobs who can't afford sky-high rent. People with disabilities are the fastest growing minority group it's crazy to me that in 2021, it's still legal for workplaces to pay a sub-minimum wage to people with disabilities. There are still so much trial and tribulations that we go through as indigenous people. We can't get a decent wage to sustain ourselves, nor can we get adequate housing. Veterans across this nation say enough is enough. We can't pat essential workers on the back on one day and then cut their health care the next day. Health is a political choice. What more do I need to do to prove that my voice is just as valuable as anyone else's? There are still forces in denial that would try to slow walk our transition to a clean economy and a just future for us all. We have an immoral system run by moral people. But together we walk, and we walk and we fight. It's time for a change! Reconstruyamos esta gran nación! See, we are people of resilience as we fight these interlocking injustices together. When we work together, mobilize together, and rise together, we become a voice for the voiceless, and we become an agent of change in a time where great change is needed. We need the third reconstruction 
to ensure that deaf people, people with disabilities, and all people can have the right to live and to thrive. We know what they are doing, but the question is, what are we going to do? Reconstruction begins when we change our mentality and say it's time for you to get your foot off of my neck. What's up, y'all? I'm Will Packard. Hey, everybody, it's your man, Fred Hammond. Hi, my name is Brisha Webb, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. Ow. Well, I like a nice filter usually, but we can be unfiltered. Xavier Lopez's smile is what his mother, Felicia Martinez, will miss the most. She told the Washington Post that her 10-year-old uh, was funny and never serious. Family members and friends gathered to say their goodbyes to Xavier. Uh, he and 18 other children and two teachers, of course, were killed on May 24th when a gunman burst into Rob Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. Uh, folks, uh, so much conversation is still around uh, that story and also the issue of guns. And while this fight continues on Capitol Hill for gun reform, uh, today in D.C., the National Gun Violence Memorial uh, open, uh, and it's a uh, pop-up memorial that's going to be open through June 11th. The installation includes 45,222 flowers representing gun violence victims. Uh, founded by former Congresswoman Gabrielle Giffords, uh, who survived uh, an assassination attempt during a mass shooting in 2011, the Giffords organization commissioned the memorial. During a ceremony today at the memorial, Senator Amy Klobuchar spoke about raising the legal age to purchase an assault rifle. Time and time again, we've seen this happen, and we know what the solutions are because we've seen them work in certain states, and we've certainly seen them work in other countries. So how can anyone go home and explain why an 18-year-old can't get a drink, but he can go and order an AR-15 off of the Internet after he gets targeted from a company uh, with an ad destined for him? How can anyone explain that? 
And so I think we have gotten to the point where you look at the numbers, 70, 80 percent of the public with us on that, or our colleagues can no longer walk. And that is why they're working uh, with Chris and Dick. That's why we're working to get this done. So number one, I'm for an assault weapon ban, okay? I think you're not surprised by that. But 18 to 21 would be a major game changer in a lot of these shootings. Uh, number two, doing something about the new technology, the ghost guns, um, doing something with Lucy's bill on the extreme risk orders, knowing that that has worked and bringing that out across the country, closing the boyfriend loophole, which thanks to the speaker's leadership, they actually passed in the House with, wait, get this, 29 Republican votes voted for the Violence Against Women Act. Then it got stripped out in the Senate. Uh, I'm not going to go into it. I won't. Moving forward, we're moving forward. Uh, but this is an opportunity to close that loophole, as we know the number of deaths that result in domestic violence cases. Uh, folks, uh, on Saturday, on Saturday, uh, in the nation's capital, uh, young folks from all across the country will be gathering uh, to uh, march. March for Our Lives uh, will be taking place again. They, of course, uh, they gathered in 2018, and now they're gathering again in 2022. Please show it. Thank you very much. Here we go. Uh, folks, uh, again, June 11th, uh, you see the text uh, you can, information right there. It's going to be live stream as well. And so we certainly uh, want to salute uh, March for Our Lives. Again, continue to put the pressure on Congress uh, to do what's right. Speaking of putting pressure a week after their march on June 18th, the Poor People's Campaign, they're going to be here in the nation's capital. Uh, and folks with Religion News Service uh, put this story out. We've been talking about this here where uh, uh, Reverend Barber, Reverend Liz Theo Harris and others with repairs of the breach have been calling to meet, calling for a White House summit on poverty. Uh, they've been wanting to meet with President Joe Biden directly. Uh, and for some reason, uh, the White House has just uh, you know, since the, since Biden became president, they've been unwilling to do so. Uh, they uh, have been uh, have been have been asking this over and over and over again. And and Demario, here's what's been happening. So th what the White House has been doing is uh, they don't want to meet just with Reverend Barber. Oh, excuse me, they don't want to meet with all the folks. They want to meet with Reverend Barber. And so Barber has been consistently saying to the White House. Uh, look, we, we meet with disaffected people. We don't just meet, like, individually. We, we, and we, they, they meet multiracial. So when they meet, it's Barbara, it's Harris, and it's actual poor people. That's what the White House has been resisting. They have been trying to do this since Biden became president. Here they are, uh, you know, uh, almost 10, 11 days out, and the White House still will not do this. And... How hard, what's the problem having damn White House summit on poverty? I mean, it certainly should happen because we have so much poverty in this country, as you know. And too many times they want to isolate leaders and put them on a pedestal and be able to talk to them in private. It's like as a lawyer, as a practicing lawyer, it's the worst thing that can happen when you have a sidebar, go back behind chambers with your judge and your client has to sit back out there and try to figure out what's going on. It's the same thing here. Reverend Barber is a servant leader. He wants to bring the people that he's working for. He's not a poor person. He's working on behalf of the poor people. So he wants those people there and allow their voices to be heard. But too many times in this country, Roland, all we hear is about the middle class, the middle class, the middle class, when the fact of the matter is there is a amazing amount 
a disgusting amount of poor people in this country that need to be need to be heard. Well, here's what I find to be interesting, uh, and that is, uh, uh, Reverend Barber, uh, they, they talked about this here, where they have been uh, trying to uh, meet with them. Now, what's very interesting here is that there was a meeting. Uh, Reverend Barber was at the White House for the anti-lynching bill, uh, and they were there for that. And um, and so uh, they had they had a little uh, aside where he was able to chat with the president. And, and what often happens when they do that, uh, they try to operate as if like that's the meeting. Right. And he was like, No, 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 that wasn't the meeting. Right. He said, Let's be real clear. Y'all can't just sit here and think, you know, we're gonna have a little sidebar. And then that actually replaces the meeting. This right. is a photo that Barbara actually placed on his Twitter feed uh, where this is him telling the president directly, March 29th, the need for this meeting, the White House still has not done it. You know, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, Reverend Barber is a national leader. He's someone of moral clarity. He's someone that can bring folks together. As you stated, he brings a multiracial, multicultural, multi across all religions, sexual orientation, whatever. Reverend Barber shows up with those people because all these individuals are dealing with issues of poor people. And that's what needs to focus today. You know, I'm a broken record on this. If we can send $40 billion, $50 billion overseas to Ukraine, we can use $50 billion to help people that are poor, that are struggling to pay these high, unbelievably high gas prices. I mean, in Oklahoma, the minimum wage is $7.25 an hour. Gas is almost $5 a gallon. That means someone has to work a full hour just to get a gallon of gas almost. You have to work a full day just to be able to fill up a tank. It's ridiculous, and he should be meeting with Reverend Barber immediately. Uh, Xavier, here's what's interesting. Um, uh, the, um, you know, Biden met uh, about a few weeks ago with some Amazon workers who were at the White House. Uh, but here you have union leaders who are also pushing him to meet with the Poor People's Campaign. This is actually uh, a piece that was put out by the People's World. Uh, where leaders of the service employees, uh, AFSCME and the Association of Flight Attendants, CWA, uh, are pushing Biden to sit down with, uh, with uh, poor folks. And, uh, but it, here's what's crazy. When you look at the numbers, numbers don't lie. That is, uh, the number of poor people, working people in this country, uh, who are voting, look, these are people who are going to the polls. I get this whole fascination with the middle class and middle class, but talk to these folks as well. Stop just saying middle class with giving speeches. Right. Roland, the assumption is if you're talking to poor people, you're talking to black people and brown people who a significant portion of the country is, is, is now connected to replacement theory and that something is going to be taken away from them. Well, Speak to poor white people too. I mean, they're poor in this country. They have, they're poor people in urban communities that are facing a multitude of issues. So, Joe Biden and this administration has to be sensitive about all Americans that are poor and making sure that they have give voice to the poor uh, and, and him going beyond just focusing on a certain class of people when there are so many different people are struggling in America from all backgrounds. Okay. And, and, and that, DeMar, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, Roland, you know, that's one of the problems we see with our people wanting to even get out and be involved in the political process. Because when they go go out, they stand in these long lines that we see in our communities, they vote, they get people in office, but their lives don't change. 
At the end of the day, politics is about who gets what, when, where, and, and, and how. We're not getting anything out of the process. Most people's lives are not changing. So these poor people, you cannot continue. These people are making minimum wage, hourly jobs, and they go stand in line three or four hours, five hours. They're losing real money that can go and pay for gas, food, rent. They put people in office and nothing changes. So, I mean, meeting with them is the bare minimum. They need real policies, but you can't even meet with them. It really says something about the priorities of the White House. Uh, precisely. And, and I just think that uh, at, at some point, uh, you, you've got to have uh, folks who are willing uh, to address the issues. This, also, this was another video that Reverend Barber uh, had uh, put out uh, on his uh, social media. Check this out. 19 deaths reveal that the poorest counties in the U.S. have lost twice as many people as the wealthiest counties. And in the latter waves of the pandemic, deaths have been five times higher in poor communities. The pandemic did not discriminate, but we did. And none of this data can be explained away by vaccination status alone. The neglect of poor and low-wealth people in this country during a pandemic was the accelerant for far too many deaths is immoral, shocking, and unjust, especially with the trillions of dollars that profit-driven entities received while low-wage workers were forced to go to work, called essential, but treated as expendable. We must talk about this. We must repent of this. We must cry and wail over this. We must speak out against this. We cannot say that this is because of individual choices or behavior. Something deeper is at work. Systems that prey on poor people of every race, gender, creed, color, and sexuality, and region. We must compare this nation to see these realities that have been hidden for far too long. On June 18th, we will come together to lift the voices, stories, and faces of poor people and low-wage workers who know that change is not only possible, it is essential for our survival as a democracy, a democracy committed to the establishment of justice for all and equal protection under the law for every person. We will make the connections to show how systemic racism, poverty, ecological devastation, the denial of health care, the war economy, and the false moral narrative of religious nationalism are literally diminishing our humanity and hurting all of us. We will show the nation the faces of Americans who cannot afford to go back to normal, but who are demanding a third reconstruction moral agenda that will move us toward a society that works for everyone, everybody in, nobody out. Visit poorpeoplescampaign.org to get all the information you need. Forward together, not one step back. Here's the thing, Demario, if you are in a tight race, if you are in uh, an election uh, where uh, uh, you, your polling numbers are low and you're trying to get people to turn out, primaries are going on, we're talking about upwards of 90 million people. This is a huge voting block, many of them who don't vote. If you show you give a damn, they might actually vote. 
and you might hold to the House and the Senate in November. Right. You show you give a damn and you pass policies that help them. You raise the minimum wage. You provide better health care, better education. You protect people in communities like Buffalo and Uvalde from these monsters who are coming in with these guns. You know, it's simply disgusting to see how this political system... And it's... You know, we always say protection of democracy. America is not a democracy. It is not a democracy where everyone can freely be a part of the system. We have Corporations as people, which is a bogus uh, concept that the Supreme Court has endorsed. We have corporations that are profit-driven to give as much money as possible, freezing out regular folks for their voice to be heard. So I just repeat, they need real policies, we need real laws, but just a meeting is the bare minimum. I don't know what they have planned for this particular march, but hopefully they have an opportunity to have the stamina and the wherewithal to stay in place until the White House meets Oh, oh no, let's be real clear. I mean, we were there uh, when they had uh, the march a couple of years ago. Uh, they've actually been having uh, events uh, all across uh, the country uh, for the last uh, few weeks. They've been uh, actually going to New York, going to West Virginia, uh, going to other places as well, uh, and actually uh, rally rallying their base uh, rallying them to step out uh, and uh, you know, on this issue, uh, and, and, and they have not turned away. Uh, this here is uh, some of the marches. Uh, Y'all can go to it. Uh, you see right here, they've been to Alabama, West Virginia, D.C. Uh, they've been in New York. Uh, they, they, you know, they continue to Ohio. Uh, they continue to put that pressure uh, again. Um, uh, on uh, on this country. And Xavier, that's what it requires. Right. It requires that constant, constant pressure. That's what it requires. It puts pressure on media, on the narrative, as much as they possibly can. They've been working at Roe versus Wade for 40-plus years, and so they're now going to get what they want. They, they didn't stop talking about what they wanted to do. The same goes for black people protecting black people and protecting poor people in this country. It has to step up. The message has to continue to ring loud in the streets, uh, in the barbershops, in the neighborhoods. And here's the thing, Ron. Uh, what's the most common complaint you hear from people who don't vote? It doesn't matter who's in power. My life is not changed anyway. So the point that DeMario brought up was very true. If you take substantive policies that really change people's lives, that you shift the balance from the voice of corporations that influence the lives and wages of people and, and do what's right in the lives of people, they will vote for you. They will go to the polls. Make it easier for them to vote. Make it easier for their lives. So when they vote, they vote for you. Uh, yeah. And so, again, uh, I'm just saying, hey, you might want to, um, you know what, uh, talk to the folks. I mean, it, it ain't that hard. Uh, this is the rally that we covered when they were last in D.C. Uh, I was one uh, of the um, uh, folks uh, who was um, at the podium uh, there. And it's just, and so, folks, you know, we're going to be there. We're going to be broadcasting live again uh, from uh, the nation's capital, the mall in Washington, uh, standing with the Poor People's Campaign. Uh, again, that's going to be on June 18th, uh, beginning at, uh, gathering at 9. The start time is going to be at 10 a.m. Uh, and so we look forward to that. All right, folks, got to go to a break. We come back, uh, our Black and Missing segment uh, of the day. We always are keeping our focus on uh, brothers and sisters uh, who uh, are missing uh, in Arizona. Uh, the Republicans are trying to stop mail-in voting. A judge is like, Nah, that ain't gonna happen. That ain't gonna happen. 
Now, yeah, I know they've been voting for years, uh, mail-in voting there, but this is part of Donald Trump's big, big lie. And if y'all want to see a big lie that all black people have rhythm, wait till we show you this fool, Herschel Walker. Did y'all see this dumbass video he put out? Oh, my God. Dude, stop embarrassing black people. Oh, I... Y'all, it really is pitiful. It really is pitiful. Uh, yeah. Uh, folks, don't forget, uh, we want y'all to be on YouTube and uh, Facebook. Hit the like button, please. Uh, I keep telling y'all Facebook tripping. Uh, the day just throttling down our viewers. I don't think we even have 300 people who are watching on Facebook, which makes no sense. I got 1.3 million followers. Y'all, seriously, what's up with that? So, anyway, y'all want to see the show, go to the Black Star Network app. Uh, you can download it on all platforms, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, uh, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV, uh, and also... Uh, join our Bring the Funk fan club where every dollar you give goes to support this show. So your check and money order to Cash App, uh, P.O. Box, uh, Cash, so your check and money order to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Cash App is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zell is rolling at rollingismartin.com. Rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. We'll be right back. On the next Get Wealthy with me, Deborah Owens, America's Wealth Coach, you'll hear from Elizabeth Davis. She left a flourishing career in the construction industry to build her own business using her same skill set. And oh, by the way, now a multi-million dollar business. Every day I was looking at my numbers rather than looking at them weekly or or monthly, um, when you're first starting your business, my recommendation is look at your numbers every day because are they balancing out each day? If they're not balancing out for three days in a row, that means your week is going to be off. That's right here on Get Wealthy, only on Black Star Network. I'm Dr. Greg Carr, and coming up on The Next Black Table, we're speaking with Dr. Lucius T. Outlaw Jr., master teacher and philosopher. He takes us on his journey to discover and celebrate black philosophy. From my undergraduate years at Fisk all the way through my PhD, I was never in a philosophy class where I had a professor who was a person of African descent, nor a sign of text written by a person of African descent, ever. How he pushed back at those who said there was no such thing and got us all thinking about what it means to be black. That's on the next Black Table, exclusively on the Black Star Network. What's going on? This is Tobias Trevelyan. Hey, I'm Amber Stevens West. Yo, what up, y'all? This is Jay Ellis, and you're watching Roland Martin Unfiltered. All right, folks, uh, our black and missing uh, of the day is Robin Austin. Robin Austin uh, has been missing since uh, May 23rd. May 23rd, folks. Uh, this uh, out of California, okay? Uh, she left her sister's Valley Glen apartment on May 23rd, has not been seen since. Robin is five feet, six inches tall, weighs 140 pounds, with brown hair and uh, eyes. She has two tattoos, a tiger on her collarbone and a venom on her right shoulder. She also has a cut 
uh, in a line on her first three front teeth. Anyone with information on Robin Austin should call the L.A. Police Department at 213-996-1800, 213-996-1800. An Arizona judge has blocked the state's GOP's attempt to block mail-in voting for the midterm elections. Uh, Mojave County Judge Lee Jansen said there's nothing in Arizona's Constitution that prohibits mail-in voting, which has been in place since 1991. It's 31 years. 31 years. Folks, Arizona has one of the highest rates of mail-in voting in America, accounting for 89% of the ballots in the 2020 presidential election. This effort to block mail-in voting, led by Arizona Republican Party Chair Kelly Ward, was to suppress voter fraud. <laughs> Arizona's midterm election is on August 2nd. D do y'all know how stupid these people are? Here's the deal. They had that fraudulent examination of the ballots. There was no evidence of voter fraud. These white Republicans cannot handle the fact that Donald Trump got his ass whooped, Xavier. That's all this is about. They cannot handle the fact that he got his ass whooped. So you trying to change mail-in voting? So this is a perfect example, I, and I need people to understand these folks don't like losing. They're going to try to rig the system to guarantee they win. Yeah. That's, that's what they do, Rolla. That's, that's the, the Republican response. They found out how they lost. Now they're figuring out how to cheat to win to close up the holes where they lost. Uh, it, it's in plain sight. Uh, they, they use, quote-unquote, election integrity, replacement theory, the election was stolen, all the different things they could possibly muster. Uh, mail fraud about mailing ballots when there's no evidence of it whatsoever, but you've seen uh, uh, it's different states where people have cast multiple ballots that were Republican. And so the only voter fraud we've seen is on the right. Uh, and they will continue to do this, and that's why we have to be diligent about what they're doing and why they're doing it. Uh, it, it, it just, it, it, it keeps cracking me up, uh, DeMario, when uh, I see these fools and they literally are trying to change laws all across the country because they can't handle losing. And their own Republican governor and secretary of state in Arizona was like, uh, that was no fraud. Right. Didn't exist. But, oh, no, let's, no, no, no that was fraud. Right. No, it wasn't. Right. And this was a Republican-appointed judge appointed by the Republican governor who said there's nothing in our law. And when these folks say they want to go back and take America back, they truly meant they want to go back to a time where they just showed up and they won because there was no ability for black, brown, and other folks to participate in the, in the process. This is another great example why I say we got to stop saying our democracy, our democracy. It's not a democracy when everyone can't freely participate. And one other point, and you and I know this because we live in black communities and grew up in black communities. Black folks have to stand in line for hours to vote. Nobody's going to go stand in line for four hours, vote, then go get back at the bottom, back of the line to stand another four hours and vote. It's so utterly ridiculous. These people are all about power. We have to continue to ring the alarm. We need the federal government to use every possible lever of power to stop these folks who are doing what Xavier just stated in plain sight. In plain sight, they're trying to make it where they will not 
have an opportunity. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favourite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. Lose. Yeah, that's what it is. All right, folks, uh, we told you on Monday about these three Arizona cops who watched a black man drown despite his pleas for help. Well, the Tempe Officers Association says the officers are not trained for water rescue and do not have the equipment to save someone from drowning. Here's their statement. Attempting such a high-risk rescue could easily result in the death of the person in the water and the officer who could be pulled down by a struggling adult. Officers are trained to call the fire department and or get the Tempe police, to po- Tempe police boat. That's what officers did here. Mm-hmm. Now, y'all, on May 28th, police responded to reports of a domestic dispute between Sean Bickings and his wife. The couple told the officers nothing was going on. Uh, for some reason, Sean fled and jumped into the lake. Now, y'all heard what they just said. Now, we're going to play the video. We played before, but, but listen to the cops. Yeah. Did y'all hear a sense of urgency when he jumps into the water? So I want y'all to pl- I want y'all to cue that up and play that. Listen to the cops when the guy jumps in. Now you would think, based on what we just heard, there would be this sense of urgency by the cops when he jumped in. No, there wasn't. Matter of fact, you can see the body camera here. One of them is just chilling on the rail. Press play. 
What are you doing, my friend? sense of urgency by these cops. They just chilling. Right. And I'm like, so, oh, they don't have the equipment. He's literally just chilling watching the guy swim. Right. You know, and it's disgusting as it goes on. We're going to hear him say, hey, I'm not jumping in after you and things of that nature. Listen, the cops, anytime they say that, hey, I'm afraid of a black person, they can shoot. But anytime they say I'm afraid of losing my life, they don't have to do anything. And we saw this in Parkland, we saw this in Uvalde, and we're seeing it here. The inhumanity of just watching someone uh, die. You could take off your belt, your vest, and get out there and but, but save the this guy. Is, Xavier, look at him. He just, yeah, and then, let's, and, and, yeah, they, they're going to say, we ain't coming in to get you. Uh, well, if you're not going to come in and get him, get somebody who will. Uh, don't be a coward like the, the police in Uvalde. Get uh, the fire personnel. EMS, get another service that is, that if you're not trained to do it, get someone else that's trained to do it. There was zero sense of urgency. And if you know that's what you're not trained to do, then you're certainly trained to get other uh, enforcement uh, and other safety personnel involved to be able to do something about it. It was a disgusting display of humanity. And how do you reform this? Uh, you don't. Go ahead. No, you, you can't, you can't, this is not to be reformed, and you don't need to be trained to say, your job, the job of a police officer is to protect and serve. You're paid, you volunteer to be a police officer to protect and serve lives. There's nothing that you need to be trained. If you can swim, there's nothing that's stopping you from taking off your gun belt and getting out in that water and trying to save this person's life, because that is your job, to save other lives. That's what you're paid for. Uh, indeed. All right, but even, go you're still in a, you're trained for crisis situations. So you still calm the man down. Hey, we have help on the way. There's none of that there. Uh, nope, nope, it's not. Folks, the trial of two former Minneapolis police officers charged with uh, George Floyd's death will take place next year uh, to improve prospects for a fair trial. Tao Thao and Jay Alexander uh, King, their trial should have started this uh, Monday. The two are facing aiding and abetting murder and manslaughter charges, while Judge Peter Cahill delayed the trial until January 5th. He denied a motion for a change of venue. Cahill said two recent connected cases and their publicity have created a reasonable likelihood of an unfair trial if it were to begin next week. Folks, in St. Louis, uh, the man who pulled the trigger, killing the grandson of reality TV star Robbie Montgomery, has pled guilty. Travell Anthony Hill uh, copped to his role in the murder for hire of Andre Montgomery. Hill killed Andre and implicated Andre's uncle, James Tim Norman, who also starred in the reality show Welcome to Sweetie Pies. Hill said a woman Norman knew turned Montgomery out, lured Montgomery outside. Hill admitted to being paid $5,000 for the shooting murder, uh, Norman and the woman and several others actually face federal charges uh, in that particular death. 
The U.S. Supreme Court refused to hear the appeal from the Missouri couple who pointed guns at Black Lives Matter protesters outside of their home until 2020. The court declined to hear Mark and Patricia McCloskey's petition to end their probationary period. The ruling allows the couple to continue practicing law. However, they must complete 100 hours of pro bono legal services for one year to avoid having their law licenses suspended. The McCloskey's claim that the Missouri Supreme Court ruling violated their Second Amendment rights to defend their property. And there you go, you idiots. All right, let's go to South Africa, where a South African court convicts a white pastor of plotting to overthrow the government and kill thousands of black people in the country. On Monday, Harry Johannes uh, Nelson, the National Christian Resistance Movement leader, was found guilty of high treason, incitement to carry out violence, and recruiting people to commit attacks. The prosecution says uh, his group explored the possibility of using a biological weapon to kill black people, including the poisoning of water reservoirs supplying black communities. Uh, Nelson was also found guilty of unlawful possession of firearms by the Middleburg High Court. During his 2019 arrest in Middleburg, South Africa, officials found weapons and ammunition. Now, you may say, why is that important? Well, just the other day, we saw, of course, members of the Proud Boys uh, who were indicted by federal authorities for, in the Oath Keepers for their involvement on January 6th. We, we talked at the top of the show about this domestic terrorism happening in America and this white domestic terrorism. And, and, and I'm telling you, uh, DeMario, I, I keep trying to tell people and people keep sitting here thinking, oh, Roland, you know, you just uh, hyping this thing up. No, I'm not. I'm telling you um, what we are dealing with, what we're dealing with in this country, we, in, uh, across the world, we are dealing with uh, white fear. We're dealing with, and, and these people want to act like we're, like something's wrong with us. Now we see what's going on. Uh, you know, look, I'm dropping my book uh, in September. Y'all, there's a reason. There's a reason this book cover is using the photo from January 6th in front of the Capitol on January 6th. There's a reason why you see this white guy's hands basically saying, this is ours. This is the, our reality. And I keep reminding people tomorrow, the reason they were pissed on January 6th were because black people voted in Atlanta, Fulton County, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and Detroit. Those were the four places Donald Trump kept singling out right. for voter fraud. Right. When he would say Fulton County, M Milwaukee, uh, Philadelphia, Detroit, what he really was saying is them Negroes. That's right. That's, That's right. what he was saying. That's right. We know what the hell. Right. We, we know right. what code is. Right. Right. If you right. if you tell if you tell me, <laughs> uh, man, them folks in Vermont, you ain't talking about black people. That's right. Facts. Facts. No, absolutely, man. This is something we got to continue to raise the alarm. Can't wait to get to see your book. I know it's going to be fire. This is real. And when we saw, like, the memo that came out yesterday, this is why this is very dangerous for us. That memo that I saw yesterday on Twitter was on January 6th, the highest-ranking defense uh, official said, don't bring out your guns. You, you can't, you, you know, don't shoot these folks. Don't just pretty much gave, uh, held their hands for the National Guard and allow them to rampage this way. That's what makes it much more dangerous, Roland, because when these folks can get away with these shootings, when they can get away with these type of activities and they're not actually swiftly prosecuted, it's a big problem. Even the hearings that are coming up, I guess, next week, where they're going to do the primetime hearings, you know what would be more powerful than primetime hearings? 
actually arresting and prosecuting the highest level of conspirators who did the insurrection. That's what needs to happen, not some hearings, uh, some made-for-TV hearings, but some actual DOJ actually putting some actual people in handcuffs that uh, tried to overthrow this country. And as you stated, Roland, overthrow this country because they don't want black people to have any sort of power, any sort of say in this country. The, the, the thing here, um, the thing here we're that we're dealing with um, what's happening here, uh, again, wh what we're dealing with here, uh, Xavier, are people who are saying this is our country and we don't care what y'all think, this is our country. That's all we're dealing with here. Uh, and according to various Democrats, they're going to unveil uh, in the, from their perspective, uh, a clear and concise and coordinated conspiracy to overthrow this election, and the Trump White House was very much involved with it, which is why Fox News ain't showing the primetime hearings, because their own on-air people were involved with it as well. They're all, they, they were sitting here texting these people. They were sitting here offering their advice and counsel. They were, so, hell, I guess Fox doesn't want to actually show the hearing because they don't want to tell them themselves. Yeah, Roland, I've said this repeatedly on Suit Up News, uh, that there is a segment of the population that feels that they're in the middle of a race war. And replacement theory or the election is stolen are just convenient ways to say the quiet part out loud. Um, and so there is in, it is in the body politic, it is in right-wing media, it is in the lips of, of, of Marjorie Taylor Greene saying she's here for Christian nationalism. All of that is all part of this discussion. And they don't want the America to, 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 to hold them responsible for what their words are doing and what their politics are doing. And it now is being embedded in our laws in, in multiple states across this country. So this isn't just rhetoric. And that's why uh, it's important, the conversation we're having here on your show, is because we have to keep trumpet the trumpet it louder and louder and louder until there's real policy change to be able to combat what's happening in our, in our right and before our eyes. We all saw it, Roland. And that's why I keep saying, Roland, we got to stop letting them say we got to protect our democracy. We need to protect our lives and our livelihoods because that's what's really being destroyed here. These uh, individuals, as, as uh, Xavier just stated, they're making things mainstream, and the Democrats and the federal government is not doing enough. I was at a meeting today uh, talking about this very issue, saying, listen, we need the Democrat uh, administration to come harder, put more resources, no, and do everything. No, you need the Attorney General Merrick Garland. I don't, no, no, let's be real specific. I, well, I, absolutely. No, no. no, no. It's like he was at my meeting today. Well, <laughs> it's like he was in the meeting with no, me today. It's real simple. I mean, uh, Attorney <laughs> Merrick Garland has not been as aggressive as needed. And, and what we saw January 6th, again, this was a coordinated effort. This, you're right, this was a threat. This was an absolute threat. These people have not gone away. Right. And I keep telling people, all these black people keep saying, man, I ain't gonna be voting. Y'all, the folk who were trying to overthrow the election on January 6th. Gonna be voting. Not, not gonna be voting, could be in charge. That's right, right. The same white Republicans who gave tours to people, they're gonna be in charge. They've already made it clear. They get the majority, they're giving Marjorie Taylor Greene her committees back. Right. Okay? Right. They're gonna, they will be in charge. Right. They'll be in charge of committees. They'll be in charge of subpoenas. So my deal is, this ain't no game here. Right. They want the power. That's right. And they'll do anything to get the power. They've already shown that. They will burn. 
my grandma told me something long time. They will burn down the country instead of sharing power, that segment of the population. And that's why the federal government, and you're right, Roland, the DOJ, that's what I don't understand. You're going to come out on a prime time and say about this vast conspiracy. No, these people should be arrested. Let's learn about the conspiracy through the court system, where it should be. Black folks, we don't get the opportunity <laughs> to just have things that we've done to be just uh, at a prime time show. They will be locked up underneath the jail. And obviously, those who have been storming the, the, the White House would have been, or the Capitol would have been shot in the first place. Uh, indeed. Indeed. Xavier? Yeah, Demario is correct. I mean, I think it's extremely important that um, to the highest levels of government that, that they are held criminally um, responsible for this. And it's really interesting that Fox News thinks they can just ignore what's happening and hope that the nation forgets and have some sort of fatigue. They're, how could you have fatigue over something that's currently in, the, in advancement when 10 plus Republicans that were president in January 6th were actually elected to public office, where they're taking county commissioner offices and so that they can impact votes in states. So this is an ongoing, rolling, slow rolling um, coup that's happening in our government right now. We have to be very diligent about um, pressing against it. It's not even slow rolling, to be honest with you, Xavier. I mean, I know you, you was just kind of saying that as a figure of speech, but it's happening just so fast in real time. And the Fox News is complicit with it, as Roland stated. They're complicit with this entire vast conspiracy. So, of course, they don't want to participate in it. Well, uh, again, we see uh, exactly uh, what... The, like, those are Trump people right there. Yeah. That's Trump folks right there. Uh, that, that's the reality. Uh, that's, that, those folks, we knew exactly... That was not, oh, they were just a nice little walk in the park. Uh, and, and I remember I was in Atlanta, and I was, I was at a, 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 a post-victory luncheon for um, uh, newly elected Senator Raphael Warnock. And, uh, it, like, you see how they were beating back uh, the cops there and, look, tearing stuff down. And, uh, and somebody said, look, storming through the windows, and people told me, they were like, Roland, uh, what's on your mind? I said, I said, I was, I, said, I was glad. I said, I was smiling. I said, because they actually, I said, now the, the whole world got to see what black people have been trying to tell people about these crazy people. We these are the same folk who were trying to kidnap the governor of Michigan. These are the same people who were storming um, uh, state capitol. Look like we got Brianna back. I mean, that's what we're dealing with here. I, I need everybody to understand, these crazy, deranged people, they want to be in charge. They want the power. They, that's what they want. Don't sit here and, 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 and uh, look, you got some of these people who say, I see some of y'all comments, oh, uh, the Democrats and Republicans, they are the same. Show me what, what Democrats did this after Bush got elected when the Supreme Court handed him the election. I'll wait. Can, can y'all show me the video of what happened on, uh, in 2004 after that election? I'll wait. I'm telling you, if we well, that's what Xavier, go ahead. I mean, we, 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 we can't sit here. We can't sit here and play games and go, oh well, if they get back in charge, uh, it's really going to be the same as as, as if the uh, Democrats are in charge. No, these people, they look. They, they were talking to, to Trump. Do advance pardons of criminal acts on January 6th. Bro, go ahead. Plain sight, Roland. <laughs> this is insulting our intelligence to show us this 
and not for us to think that what's happening is in front of our face. <laughs> and it's just something that just, it, it just baffles the mind that we have, as black people, have sounded the alarm over this over and over again. But you said, I'll show you something else about black people doing different things. Well, that's why the Republicans try to include, in terms of looking at political violence, what happened with protests in the summer of 2020 after the, uh, the murder of George Floyd. Um, or we're still trying to hold uh, all the officers accountable for what happened. And it's, it's this country taking whatever black people do and making it criminal, making it violent, when that was certainly not uh, what happened in the summer of 2020. I keep telling folk, don't, 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 don't let these people be in charge. For real, facts are. And the reality is, as black people, we don't really, most black people I know, don't really care about Republican or Democrat. We're simply trying to live better lives, have opportunity to raise our children, pay, pay our mortgage, and not get shot and killed by the police. And we're not dumb. We can see that one group is worse than the other group. You can say it from the both sides of, of, of two wings of the same bird. Okay, fine, I agree with that. But it's certainly this group that we're watching on TV right now is worse than if the Democrats are in place. And that's just a fact of the matter is, and I'm not no huge Democrat, I'm not, and I'm certainly not a Republican, but I, I do have eyes and I can see the difference between the two when it comes down to my life and the fam my family's life. Uh, that's right. Uh, trust me, you do not want these folks in power. I'm telling you, uh, you do not want them. Uh, is Brianna there? We finally got it straight? Okay, uh, uh, Brianna, again, I, I, I keep trying to warn these people. I keep trying to warn them that don't, don't let these folks get in power. I'm telling you. Yeah. I, I, someone said today there's two questions that they want to ask every elected official before they vote for them. Um, one, do you support gun reform? And two, do you uh, support democracy? Um, everybody <laughs> elected should. And if they don't want to do their job, they really should just see. Um, because we need people who, you know, respect democracy, respect the processes that we have. Um, Jerry sits is, is crazy. I mean, even more crazy that, you know, they're going to do the special hearing coming up um, to, to listen to everything in regards to it as more unfolds. It's been so long um, and not enough has been done in regards to that. We're seeing um, hate still being generated on that because nothing has been, been going on in regards to that. Um, white supremacy um, is blossoming because of that um, and our nation hasn't done enough or any, really anything um, in regards to that. Um, and so uh, it's interesting, but what they call themselves, Fox News Channel, um, is not going to show any of it. Um, but it's it's it, it's going to be quite interesting um, to see the results and what the punishment is actually going to be um, for something that they're that one side is going to argue was a protest, and that wasn't their intention of actually distorting. Uh, the outcome of, of, of the election um, while there's a higher standard of, of, of treason that, um, you know, that's going to be argued. I mean, I, I don't understand. I mean, I do understand it, but it's, it's, it's terrible to see people, elected leaders, defending what, they, what we just watched on January 6th. How is that not treasonous in and of itself? You're an elected official. You, you take an oath 
to protect the United States of America and the Constitution. These folks had a stated purpose of trying to overturn the election, and you support that. Again, the 14th Amendment allows those type of elected leaders to be kicked out of Congress. They should not be there. And even if you don't have all the votes to get them kicked all the way out of the Senate, they should still move forward with the impeachment process because you show people that there are consequences. When people are able to get away with these type of activities, just like the 1921 Tulsa Race Massacre, no one was ever prosecuted. Nothing was ever done. White people felt like we can just destroy black communities. No big mm. deal. It's the same thing here. It's the same with police shootings. When things happen to black people and there's no real swift prosecution and accountability, it only beholdens, uh, em uh, emboldens those individuals to continue to go forward. So with Ted Cruz going back to where we started at this show, to talk about the KKK, uh, back 150 years ago when he supports what happened in January 6th. He's an insurrectionist. He's a white supremacist, and he should be out of Congress, and they should be doing everything they can to get him out of Congress right now. All right, folks. Hold tight one second. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about an all-black team making history by developing the first skyscraper in New York City built by African Americans. We'll talk with real estate developer Don Peebles next in our Marketplace segment right here on Roland Martin Unfiltered. Folks, uh, don't forget to please download the Black Star Network app. You can, uh, of course, every platform, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, as well as uh, Samsung Smart TV. You can also support us in what we do by uh, joining our Bring the Funk fan club, our goal is to get 20,000 of our fans on an annual basis donating on average 50 bucks each, that's $4.19 a month, 13 cents a day. Um, you can, of course, there's no, min there's no minimum. You can give more, you can give less. Uh, we certainly appreciate every dollar that comes to us. You want to see your check uh, or money order. For those of you who do not trust uh, this newfangled banking stuff, send your check or money order to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Cash app is dollar sign RM Unfiltered. PayPal is R Martin Unfiltered. Venmo is RM Unfiltered. Zell is rolling at rollinsmartin.com. Rolling at rollinmartinunfiltered.com. We'll be right back. A powerful movement is rising across America. From the Mississippi Delta to the Apache Stronghold. From the homeless encampments of Washington State to the coal fields of Appalachia of West Virginia. We are the 140 million poor and low-wealth people in this country, and we are building the Poor People's Campaign, a national call for moral revival. On June 18th, ahead of this year's midterm elections, while the Congress is still in session, we will hold a mass poor people's and low-wage workers' assembly and moral march on Washington to arrest the attention of the nation, to put a face and a voice on poverty and low wages in this country. This is a watershed moment for justice and democracy in America. There are those who say that transformative change is impossible, but history teaches us that it is precisely in times like these that people must build a broad and deep movement from the bottom up. We must compel this nation to repent, to lament, and to see the realities that have been hidden for far too long. On June 18th, we will come together to lift the voices of the poor and low-wage workers who know that change is not only possible, it is essential for our survival. 
We will make the connections to show how systemic racism, poverty, ecological devastation, the denial of health care, the war economy, and the false moral narrative of religious nationalism and white supremacy are hurting us all. We will show the nation the faces of Americans who cannot afford to go back to normal. We will detail the policies that can move us toward a society that works for everyone. And we will pledge to go home and build power for transformative change in this year's election and for years to come. Because the question should have never been, how much will it cost to address poverty? The real question is, how much is it costing us not to? Somebody's been hurting our people. It's gone on far too long. And we won't be silent or unseen anymore. Join us in D.C. on June 18th. Build with us for a third reconstruction in America. Visit poorpeoplescampaign.org. I'm Israel Houghton with Israel and New Breed. What's up, what's up? I'm Dr. Ricky Dillard, the choir master. Hey, yo, peace world. What's going on? It's the love king of R&B, Raheem Devon. And you're watching Roland Martin, Unfiltered. An all-black team is trying to make history in New York City to be the first uh, builders of a skyscraper in New York City. Don Peoples and his team are joining forces uh, with some heavy hitters to create what is called Affirmation Tower, which will be the tallest and most inclusive building in Manhattan. Don Peoples is the chairman and CEO of the Peoples Corporation. He joins us now from Los Angeles. Don, glad to have you uh, on the show. So, so tell us about this Affirmation Tower. Well, it will be the tallest building in the Western Hemisphere, 1,633 feet tall. Um, and it will be the first major skyscraper in the United States developed by a black development team and built by the oldest black-owned construction company in the country that also happens to be run by a woman, my friend uh, Cheryl McKissack. And as amazing as it is to think about New York City with what it's known for, which is skyscrapers, um, in a city that is 69% um, uh, diverse people of color, um, nearly 30% black, and yet African-Americans have not built one major building in New York City. And uh, we're about to change that and do it in a big way. So this particular uh, skyscraper, we're seeing the photos and everything. Uh, go, go, go back to it, please. Tell me about this design, uh, because it's certainly uh, interesting and unique, uh, how, the design of it. And then also uh, the green space below. Is this office? Is it residential? Uh, what type of building is this? Well, first of all, it was important also that this be designed by a black architect. And so David Adjaye, who was the architect for the Museum for African-American History and Culture in uh, Washington, D.C., which is the most visited museum and has been the most visited museum in the Smithsonian system since it's open. And uh, so the idea was to have the most talented architect in the world, and David is one of the most talented architects in the world and the premier black architect to build the Western Hemisphere's most tallest building. And that building will basically be different buildings within a building. So if you start at the base, 
we have a, uh, a sculpture garden that will showcase um, with sculptures black New Yorkers who've made major contributions to our society. And then as you go into the podium there, the base of the building, we have the NAACP um, and their cultural center. And then we have uh, Reverend Sharpton's Museum of Civil Rights that we're working through the details now to have the Civil Rights Museum there. It's across the street from the Jacob Javits Convention Center, so it's one of the most productive and largest convention centers in the country. Then it has two hotels. So, 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 so hold on, Don, one second. So right now on the screen, we have this wide shot uh, of, uh, of the building in terms of what it looks like. And so you have, it's a, so what's the body of water it's across, um, and where is it actually located in New York City? So it's in, it is located in um, Midtown West. It's on the Hudson River, Got just it. north of the Hudson Yards development. So the development you see to the right of the screen is a newly developed Hudson Yards development project. Got it. And, and then in front of the building is the green roof of the Javits Center, the low-rise building. And so the idea is that it's across the street from one of the most visited locations in New York City, prominently um, visual, visualized as uh, from the Hudson River, from New Jersey, and from uh, when the airports fly into New York City. So it's very prominently placed. So you were saying um, uh, that the, uh, what's going to be in it, you said Sharpton's Museum and the NAACP? Yep. And then, uh, and then as you go up the building, it's broken up. If you look at the building, it's broken up into five parts in the tower. The first part of that tower is one hotel. The second part is a second hotel, and it's outdoor area all throughout the property. And then you go up, and the rest of the tower are office buildings, office space, rather. And then on the top, we have exhibition space, entertainment venues, um, event venues, and then on the roof, an observation deck, and during the winter, an ice skating rink. Um, and as you notice, the building, the way David designed the building, is it it starts off small and gets bigger as you go up, which is the opposite of how buildings are most, most often built. They go big and then get slender as they go up. But we wanted to turn things upside down in every way we could, and then David did that. And if you look at the facade of the building, especially the precast that has the little arches, that's basically designed after, uh, it's inspired by a pick that many of us used when we had afros back in the day. And, uh, and so that was to give the, the skin um, of the building, our history, a part of our history. Wow, that is that's that's what we call a black and a black building. Uh, questions uh, from my panel, uh, Brianna. I'll start with you. Thank you so much, Mr. Peele, for this. This is outstanding. Um, I'm very proud, um, and I can't wait to see the the finished piece. Um, so when I when I look at this, right, because it's one of the tallest, uh, it's going to be one of the tallest buildings in the Western Hemisphere, and it's in New York, I think about 9-11 um, and the Twin Towers. Um, is there any, um, I guess, airspace coverage above it or anything you're thinking about in regards to some of that risk um, as a black building is getting erected um, and very tall? Well, I think first, one of the things we did do is, um, is One World Trade, which got rebuilt, the Freedom Tower, actually has a spire, which is a, you know, a, a basically a, a metal um, pole that goes up, and that gives that building more height than us, and we kept ours lower to pay respect and homage to it. But we, I mean, we feel that our country's safer. Um, we feel that uh, it's important that 
Black Americans, especially our young people, can look at the skyline, especially people who live in, young people who live in New York City and live, um, you know, in New Jersey, that they can see that there's a building that's for them. Because what the market has said and what New York City has said is that economics aren't for us. Um, you know, think about this, that basically less than 1% of the city's contracts um, go to black businesses, and yet 30% of the population is black. Um, so our young people don't see that inspiration. So we wanted this building to make a very powerful statement, and also to the world, to say, given the opportunity which we're fighting hard to get, we can do great things as a people. And if we're going to build the first skyscraper in, in New York City, or for that matter, in the Western Hemisphere, why not build the biggest one? And that's really what it's more about, is that to be a, a symbol for everybody to see that this is what our people can do when we get a remotely fair opportunity. Um, Xavier. Uh, Don, uh, thank you for being a trailblazer to be able to create something of this great magnitude. Uh, what do you see as any obstacles uh, in the timeline to getting the project built uh, and, and that the, the world sees it, number one? And then the second question is about uh, including other black businesses in the, in the office space and some of the size uh, that you're looking at in terms of some of those businesses that will occupy the space. Great. Good. Two good questions. I appreciate that. And thanks uh, for the kind words. First of all, I think the obstacles are political. Um, the end of the day, I mean, New York had a change of governors. Como had started this RFP process and his administration, I think, was poised to award it to us. Governor Kathy Hochul took over as governor and has taken a more cautious approach. Um, and so we think that that's going to slow us down until after the election for them to make a final decision on it. But we're offering the state more money than anyone else. We're building the most impactful building um, than anybody else. So we're paying more money, building the most impactful building. And the Civil Rights Museum, Reverend Sharpton has been working tirelessly to get a Civil Rights Museum built. And they've had many obstacles. This one will get built. And we think that's very important, again, to our people, for our young people, and for people all over the world who come to visit New York to know our history. One of the things is important as a black business person is it can't be just a win for us. It can't be a win for Cheryl, Craig, and me. It's got to be for everybody. So we committed that 35% of all of our contracts will go to minority businesses as a minimum. So think about this. This project is $3.8 billion. So over a billion dollars of contracts at a minimum will go to black-owned businesses. And we believe that it is critical. In fact, my company does what we call affirmative development, um, because I think affirmative action um, got, was a positive thing for our people. It got turned back because of the far right um, taking issue with so-called reverse discrimination. So we are affirmative, and because we got to right these wrongs that have been done to our people. This country is built with 250 years of free labor um, and from our people. And this country owes our community a debt, certainly an opportunity. And so we think it's important that we as black business people step up and be aggressive in providing economic opportunities. So all of our projects, we've got about $8 billion in projects uh, right now in the development phase. And I'm in L.A. working on a, a billion six development with my partner, Victor McFarlane. And there we've committed 35 percent as well. So we're going to do as a, as a company all of our projects. All $8 billion or so will be at least 35% black-owned because we have to give our people economic opportunities. Because big challenge for all, we cannot 
continue to carry the disproportionate burden of poverty. And the reality is, is that we need to be talking about and securing economic opportunities. But that's not a political issue as much as it is a, a responsibility for those of us as black business people. DeMario. Don, I'm so excited to talk to you. I just spent four days in New York. So to think that this type of a building, the largest in the Western Hemisphere, can be built by you and your team. I'm the founder and uh, executive director of the Justice for Greenwood Foundation, where we're all about trying to get back that black Wall Street and that understanding of communal uh, economic uh, growth with our, within our community. What I want to know is, how can we best help you as a, uh, a community, as people that are very committed to black empowerment and black entrepreneurship and black development, how can we best help you get this project off the ground and make sure it goes to fruition so we all can go with our picks in our hand? I don't have any hair, but I'll still bring a pick with me. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. So I can be like the buildings. Well, I appreciate that. So look, first of all, if we think about the biggest challenge that black businesses confront every day is equal access to capital. And right now, there's about $70 trillion invested in venture capital and private equity. Um, less than a quarter percent of that money goes to black businesses, wow. black entrepreneurs. Only 1.3% 
goes to people of color and women combined. So 98.7% of all venture capital money goes to wow. um, white men. And the irony here is that the biggest investor in venture capital and private equity are public employee pension systems like mm -hmm. New, York State, New York State. And that's our money. That's our our relatives and our friends and our parents and so forth that paid into that system. And so we got to get fair access to capital. In terms of supporting Affirmation Tower, um, we need to tell the governor of New York that if you want our support and you want us to be a dependable voting block for you, you've got to provide economic opportunities for us. And I mean meaningful economic opportunities. And what's the problem if we got a black team that's paying more money, we got the best design, we're committing to more diversity in terms of contracting opportunities than anybody else, and we've got the tallest building in the Western Hemisphere, which will make this the most visited building in the country. Um, and we need them, the governor, to make a decision and award this project to us. And everyone needs to say that this is important because this is not just about us. Right. This is about affirming opportunities for black people in New York City. And we are looking to break the barrier there, but hopefully that barrier is broken and many, many other people get to walk through it. Uh, yes, so my last question, so explain that when you say uh, y'all need the governor to award this to us. So um, y'all are, you've designed this, you've laid it all out, uh, but the product has not been awarded to your team? Yes, that's correct. So what has happened is that they had a request for proposals and that started under Governor Como. And as the, and, and during that process, toward the end of it, Governor Como left office. He resigned from office and Governor Hochul took over. And so instead of proceeding with the project, um, the governor put it on hold until after the election. And, uh, and, and so what we need is for her to step up and make a decision. We feel good that if we pay more money than anyone else, and by the way, our building by being taller and the most expensive, pays much more in taxes than our competitors as well. So the economic windfall uh, to the state and the city of New York is immeasurable. And this meets a couple of moments. I mean, coming out of COVID, um, we've got to rebuild this country and we've got to rebuild it differently. As Biden has said, and as other people have talked about after the, the murder of George Floyd, that we've got to have economic equality and economic justice. So this project meets both economic empowerment for our people and rebuilding. It's the equivalent of a Rockefeller Center or the Empire State Building coming out of the Great Depression. We're coming out of COVID and we're building a landmark building that will say to the country and to the world, New York is coming back, but it's coming back in a different way, one that's inclusive of the people who help build New York and make New York the city that it is. All right, then. Don Peebles, we certainly appreciate it, man. Uh, thank you so very much. Uh, let us know exactly what we can do to help. Thank you, Roland. Appreciate it very much. Thank you for having me on. All right. We surely appreciate it. Thanks a lot, uh, folks. There's a couple of more items here. We did have an in memoriam, folks. Uh, the journalism industry uh, lost a trailblazing giant. Uh, Trudy Haynes uh, was the first black weather reporter in the United States. She then became the first black reporter uh, in Philadelphia where she spent uh, most of her career um, uh, in terms of uh, there in uh, Philadelphia. Uh, she interviewed many historical figures, including the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., uh, President uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson, Muhammad Ali, and yes, yours truly. Uh, of course, uh, Trudy was um, 
uh, involved in NABJ. Uh, and so uh, it was always uh, great to see uh, our fellow journalist. Uh, she, of course, uh, continued to do many interviews, talking to younger journalists. Uh, she re received numerous uh, honors and awards, including an Emmy and two Lifetime Achievement Awards. Sorry, folks. Uh, last item, so again, Trudy Haynes uh, passed away at the age of 95, 95. And so certainly uh, condolences go out to her family. Last item, folks, I've been sitting on this for a month. When I was in Los Angeles, um, for the uh, George Lopez Golf Tournament. Uh, but actually on that Friday, when we did our coverage, it was the 30th anniversary of the uh, Rodney King riots. Uh, I got a phone call uh, from uh, Rebecca Aguilar, as well as uh, the um, Executive Director of the Society for, Pre for Professional Journalists, uh, letting me know that I was uh, a member of the class of 2022 uh, being inducted as a fellow in the Society of professional journalists. The uh, announcement uh, was made today. Uh, it's basically their Hall of Fame. They call them being a fellow of the society. Uh, and so uh, that announcement was made today among the other uh, honorees uh, of the uh, folks who, who are involved uh, here. You have, of course, uh, at the top left there, uh, you have uh, Jerry Green, longtime sports writer. Uh, to my right, you have John Quinones, uh, longtime uh, reporter for ABC. Uh, you have Clarissa Ward, who is an international correspondent uh, for uh, CNN. And then you have uh, Bill Whitaker. Uh, who is a uh, longtime journalist for CBS. And so uh, that will take place uh, at their convention in October. Uh, and so we look forward to that. Now, this comes on the heels of uh, in December, uh, I was inducted uh, into the National Association of Black Journalists Hall of Fame. Uh, that was virtual ceremony. We have our convention in Las Vegas in August. And so uh, we're going to uh, they're going to be, uh, of course, honoring the class of 2021 and 2020 and the class of 2021. Both of those are virtual because of COVID. They'll be honoring us there uh, in Las Vegas. And so we'll be there. And so looking forward to it. And we're actually uh, planning uh, a, it's now that, now you have two Hall of Fames. We're planning a celebration uh, in November in Houston. Houston Mayor Sylvester Turner, Alpha. Uh, he, uh, he, when I was inducted to NABJ Hall of Fame, he said, hey, we want to do something uh, where your hometown honors you. And so uh, we're looking at uh, November 11th or 12th uh, in Houston to do something uh, big there. So I'll give you all uh, more details uh, what we're doing. And so uh, look, look forward to that. So uh, certainly maybe may thank the folks with the Society of Professional Journalists for that, for my uh, frat brother, Mark Watts, Alpha. Uh, Mark Watts, my longtime agent, uh, longtime CNN correspondent, uh, who wrote uh, the uh, letter uh, to SPJ. And so we certainly appreciate that. So uh, thank you so very much. So Demario got to us. Uh, so Demario's not mic'd up, is he? Uh, he's not mic'd up, is he? I need a handheld or something like that. So we got to uh, get that uh, wire, other wireless mic. So Demario, I'll, I'll take this off. So this is your first uh, time being in studio. Normally, normally uh, he's coming to us late in Tulsa. Um, you know, uh, his wife has him doing honeydews, uh, and so uh, he's always uh, he's always running around. So he got to uh, come to D.C. for his meeting. 
so, uh, so what do you think, think of the new, uh, the new digs? Man, this is amazing. Your, your studio is amazing. I'm so proud of you, what you're doing, and we're proud of the fan club who are supporting this. This is real. This is something that's necessary and tangible. And so when you're telling people to hit the likes and to send in their donations, you know, I've been doing it for a long time. This is what we see here. I'm proud to be here. It's like what the brother Don Peoples was talking about. This is not just a win for Roland Martin. It's a win for all of us. So I just appreciate it. I'm excited to be here and hope to be here more often in person because it's a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. So we got, and so again, uh, it, it's so funny because uh, folks have stopped by. They're like, okay, uh, okay, you show the video or the photos, but it's totally different no, when it you're is. experiencing it. it so uh, so glad to have you here but next time. Don't be wearing no purple tie in here. Oh, you know, I, no, had a no, I, had a, I had a black tie on all day for my meetings. You should have kept that I damn black tie I went to my hotel to get my purple tie. The only thing that makes this place better, man, if I see a picture of me up in here. There's too many pictures of you. Lost your damn mind. What you think? What you think this is? What you think? See, first of all, we got, you know, of course, Harry Hill Honorary Sigma, but I don't care about honoraries. Uh, but of course, you know, we got that Dr. King photo right there. So you know it's you know it's an alpha. Uh, you know it's an alpha hanging up in here. So you know that's how we do it. So hey, let me just say this too, Roland. I really appreciate you. You know, last week you sent that really nice video. Uh, you had your alpha stuff on, but I appreciate you sending that video, giving me lots of love, brother. I appreciate you and everything you do for me and this community. So y'all, Tiffany Crutcher, so Tiffany Crutcher asked me, Tiffany said, hey, we got uh, the meth factory, I'm gonna see if I can pull this video. So y'all, she said, hey, uh, we have this thing, uh, we're honoring uh, DeMario, you know, can you, um, can you send a video? Now, now I was like, now look, now y'all know, I sent a video, y'all know what's gonna happen. You put that on specifically for my video. Uh, what? Your alpha attire. I think he was alpha from head to toe, specifically for my video. It was a beautiful video, but you you put that on and you talked about alpha, which is cool. Yeah, I it's all good. Yeah, I, 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 I wanted you to understand uh, what was going to happen uh, when I actually, or, or what was going to happen when I did that video. Yeah, yeah, I know you did. I know you did. And like I said, you said such great things, but you let it be known. Hey, I got my alpha stuff on, and, and I like the way you plugged the show too. So it was all good. Well, I, well, I knew that you go, there were going to be other people in the room and she said uh she did tell me she said yeah his his uh, omega frat brother didn't did, they, they didn't appreciate uh she said she said oh he was crying laughing she said but they were like i know he ain't go there absolutely man it was beautiful it was really really touching and again because you are really down with the people you go across this nation and it's not just something you do because it's what you want to do it's something that's a real benefit to us so you know i'll let you you know you had your alpha stuff on i still appreciate it but you see this purple this royal purple i I do like what you got rocking on right now, though. Did, did y'all, did, first of all, did, did y'all notice what he almost said, let? Did, did y'all notice that? I, I, I noticed he almost said, let. Uh, he almost said, let. Yeah, show the people the video. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to show. I got downloaded first, so uh, it's downloaded. I'm going to show y'all the video, so let me, uh, get, uh, let, me get, let y'all know what I did for, uh, for DeMario's event. Uh, but yeah, I, I had to make it as black as possible uh, because, uh, you know what, let me do this here. Because this, uh, all right, let me see if I can do this here. Okay. Uh, no, wrong one. So I'm connect. Tomorrow don't know what I'm doing. I'm connecting to our Roku, which allows me to show the video. Okay. See, tomorrow he don't know about this technology. No, I mean, he ain't got no clue. Real. All right, y'all. I, I, I got it queued up. So y'all go ahead and take it. Five, four, three, two, one. All right, big congratulations to Demario Solomon Simmons uh, for your fantastic work uh, with Justice for Greenwood, as well as the descendants 
of the Tulsa race massacre. Uh, this, uh, this recognition is critically important. Uh, we appreciate your voice and your work out there. Uh, putting it in uh, for the people, for the culture. You know, there's a lot of people out here who talk about uh, what we should be doing, what we could be doing, and all kinds of stuff along those lines, but there are very few people who are actually uh, putting it on the line. And so, DeMario, you're certainly one of those folks. And, and look, I, I, and you see, I purposely rocked the alpha gear. I mean, we'll forgive you for joining uh, that second-class fraternity. Omega Sci-Fi, but it's all good. It's all good. People make mistakes. It's all good. Pray about it. That's why God gives grace. We make mistakes. <laughs> all right, man. Congratulations. Hope all everyone there, you enjoy the program. Uh, and please uh, keep tuning in to Roland Martin Unfiltered on the Black Star Network, where we're going to keep doing what we do, and that's bringing the funk. Be well. Holla! All right, y'all. Mario said he just, what'd you just say? I just realized, because I was really touched by everything else. I just realized you said second class fraternity. Man, that's pretty low, man. That's all right, though. Uh, that's all uh, right, though. Yeah, I see that in. Hey, y'all, I meant to show this here uh, to uh, Brianna and Xavier. I, me I meant to show this earlier. Now, this video is from May of 2020. If y'all want to see how pitiful, uh, there are some black people, you know, people assume that everybody black got rhythm. No. Um, and, and but Herschel Walker oh is showing us that we're gonna snatch any and all black cards from him. This video is now circulating y'all on social media. If y'all want to see a rhythmless, I can't call him a bruh. Y'all play, play this video. Hi, this is Herschel Walker. Hey, you can see me sweating, but I'm gonna tell you the reason why. First of all, Keep reading the CDC guidelines right now, and everything is becoming interesting. Stay at six feet apart, also wash your hands. But you know, I was thinking, guys, you know, when I'm working out, you know, I have music on, and this is from me just uh, doing some of my stuff early on. But I'm gonna show you what opportunity to start doing. Just create it, I'm gonna create things. Watch this right here, all right? I want you to watch this and stay with me here if you wanna do this, all right? Take a look. face. Y'all, look at the look on Brianna's face. I, I, <laughs> Brianna, if you at the club and a dude roll up on you and said, let's dance, and he started off like that, what would you do? Let's go get help. I don't know. I think he, he said he was trying to exercise, but he doesn't even look like he's exercising. I do not. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Maybe he had a little bit too much to drink. <laughs> Xavier, what the hell is that? Goodness, yeah, that. What he should have been doing. He should have been doing something dope. But uh, he should have chose, uh, I don't know what that was, man. He had the heebie-jeebies or the screaming weebies. I don't know what that was. 
I, hey, y'all, if, if y'all are undecided on who to vote for, I can, I can let y'all know Alpha Raphael Warnock got way more rhythm than what you just saw right there. I don't know what the hell that was, but that was, that was awful. That was, that, Man. I, 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 I thought he's about to next throw the hooks up. <laughs> oh, we were wrecking him come up there doing like that. He confused me with a bunch of Omegas I've seen dance over oh, the years. He did a lot of alpha moves. He, I mean, nice try, son. Nice try. He was nice doing try. his hands. I don't know. Demar Demario, you want, Demar you want, Listen, it's, it's sad. See, I was, when I grew up, I was a Dallas Cowboy fan. Oh, hell no. Herschel Walker was a beast player. I just can't believe what he's become. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, what what is he... What is, no, I don't even believe that's really what he, I don't believe he really dances that way. I think this is just clearly planned to the white base to be a buffoon. I don't believe he dances that way. I don't believe Well, I, I, I done told y'all, I done told y'all, this is why you should not support Texas Longhorns, Omegas, or Cowboys. <laughs> why, hey, don't put me down, don't put us down there with Herschel Walker. Y'all in the same category. Oh, absolutely. Y'all in the same category. Absolutely same category. Hey, my old knees right now I can throw off a better hop than that. I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, you ain't lying. Yeah, you ain't lying. Cause you're gonna blow something you try to hop. Cause now I can. I, I can I can still step straw. I can do all that. But there's a it, difference between stepping and hopping, sir. There's a difference. Let's be clear. You know, doggone well. First of all, if we were in here, if we were in here with these wooden floors and we just hit the just that down. I'm, it's your show, man, so I'm just going to digress. I'm going to digress. I'm See, digress. you you scared to even do that. Her, first of all, your one knee will be hurt just doing that. I just don't want to hear Tom McDonald. Your one, your one knee will be, you can't even, you can't even hit one. This guy, you challenging me, dog? I, I. That's it. Now y'all notice he did a he did a half spin. He couldn't do a 360. He looked like Buddy Lewis. He looked like Buddy Lewis when we were in LA doing that. Y'all remember we were in LA and Buddy Lewis could not uh Who was Buddy Lewis? One, one of your one of your uh degenerates. Uh, one of your fellow degenerates. Fellow degenerates? Fellow degenerates. Oh, yeah. yeah, say say it again, Xavier. I yeah. said, y'all be careful on that set. Don't hurt ourselves. Your man just got on set for the first time. Oh, I ain't. I, I, look, what'd what you say? I couldn't hear him. He said, you almost hurt yourself. I almost hurt myself? Yeah. No. Your wife texting you right now. She's like, go. <laughs> your wife texting you, text you right now. And she's saying, go and get that being gay. You know you're a roller. Go get going. Do not get on there and go act the crazy. So, baby. Shit, your wife's your wife, your wife saying, right now, I ain't, try, I ain't trying to sit here and have to call you and call the insurance, call your doctor. <laughs> he challenged me, baby. I'm, I'm cool. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna relax. It's his show. It's rolling that's my all he had. That's all you. She know that's all you have. Okay. All right. All right. She know. I heard. See, I love your staff. They laughing. They they they. they Cause they, they they knew they were like that's all he got. That's, that's all he got. All, right. all he. All, Brianna, all 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 the Mario got now is about a eight second hop. Well, Demario. He ain't even gonna get. He he won't even get. He he won't even get to the bridge of the song. Brianna, I can't hear you. Are you can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. 
So, Demario, I'll give you your credit because uh, Roland still owes me a squat because it seems like my squats are better. And I now what that squat? I can see his oh. body, he's squat? Well, okay, first of all, first of all, you can't even sit here and come up down. You can't even, you can't even, then you can't even spin around, come back. Brianna, Brianna, you better, Brianna, you better leave me the hell alone. You better focus on your fire alarm over there. <laughs> You better focus, Brianna. You, Brianna, uh, uh Brianna, don't, Brianna, don't get your feelings hurt. Don't get your feelings hurt. Now, see the Brianna. What? No pause going down. See, she see what? She said she was talking about some squat. We had a, a fitness segment. She was talking about squatting. She don't even know. See, she don't know. She like, she just don't like no pause, Brianna. Come on. We gonna see. Come on. We gonna see where he gonna be tomorrow. We gonna see. Gonna be I'm fine. First of all, I, I, hello. I do this all the time. You the one gonna be laid up with bandages. Uh, and sitting here called a chiropractor. Uh-huh. Yeah. Somebody on uh, YouTube said, don't split your pants, Demario. Oh, that's right. That's right, because he got a... That's <laughs> She said, don't... No, actually, no. No ag den. I'm not breathing hard. Now, breathing hard is... <sighs> No, Hold up. Now, I'm not breathing hard. Now, I'm going to give y'all a story. This, this, I'm, I'm going to give y'all a story. I'm going to give y'all a story. This did happen. Okay. In Africa, I wish I had the video. We on the Tom Joyner cruise, y'all. This is the last story for the day. We, we on the Tom, y'all. Y'all, we, I tell y'all he lasted eight seconds. So, we on the Tom Joyner cruise. In the previous year, uh, uh, a previous year, we had this, uh, Dance off, had this dance off, okay? And so, now you remember, Tom, he a little mega. So, we on the cruise, we on the cruise, he and he a little mega. Okay. Um, it's cruise, all right? Okay, go ahead. Don't matter. No, go ahead. Don't matter. Go ahead. Don't matter. Go ahead. Um, and, and so, uh, so we on the cruise, and they had, so they had a little concert, uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, Chubb Rock come out there. Now, again, he a little mega. And so, I sit here and just smoked him and his brothers. Just smoked them. I ain't lying. Just smoked them. Who, who, who's verifying this? Matter of fact, no, it's all good. It's all good. Matter of fact, hell, here. Y'all call Chubb right now. Y'all call Chubb right now. I'm going to tell the story right now. All right, I'm Carol. Y'all call. Matter of fact, hold up. I ain't even going to call y'all. Let me see if Chubb going to answer the phone. See, y'all think I'm lying. I'm calling Chubb Rock right now. Call my frat brother. I'm going to call your little frat brother. Yeah. Because he remember what happened. Y'all hold on one second. Hey, Chubb. Hey. Roland Martin. What's going on with you, my brother? I'm live on my show, and I'm here with one of your little frat brothers, Demario Solomon Simmons What's out of Tulsa. Team? And I'm, I'm also, I'm live on the ad, just let you know. So I was letting Demario know what happened when I smoked you and your, your mega brothers on the Tom Joyner cruise. Talk to me, bro. This, is this a factual statement? What are you talking about? I smoked you. What is he talking about? <laughs> Say it again. Oh. Demario, will you check? Uh, now we can't hear you. Go ahead, talk again. He got disconnected for a reason. Can you hear him? Yeah, we got you now. <laughs> All right, you must got that cricket phone. Uh, you got that cricket plan, Chubb. We can't hear you. Okay, we still can't hear you. See, Alpha got Verizon or AT&T. Oh, that's your phone. You got that cricket phone. 
All right, hold on. I'm going to do this here. I'm going to do this here. I'm going to have a control room call you. I'm going to have a control room call you. I'm going to call you right back. All right. I always bring this out of rolling. This is what happens when we get together. This always happens. What? I'm just trying. I'm just So y'all call that number. When we call Hassan, he up here, he flexing. It's his show, so he can shut it down anytime. But no, it is. First of all, I'm going to shut it down anyway. I know. It's your show. You can do it. Matter of fact, Demario, it was your show I shut it down. My wife said, I got to stay respectful. I said to Carol. Yeah. I want to hear what Chuck Brock has to say. All right. So I'm going to let y'all know right now. I want to hear what you. No, you say. No, I'm going to tell y'all what happened. He going to confirm it. So we on the Tom Jordan cruise. So Chubb. I smoked his little Megas the year before. So Chubb's like, yo, I got something for you this year. So Chubb went out and got five other Omegas. Now, mind y'all, I'm the only alpha on stage. It's Chubb and five Omegas on stage. And so Chubb just start hitting them. And yo, they they start off. uh, Yeah, yeah. 20 seconds in. They start dropping like flies. Okay. 45 seconds in. 45 seconds. 45 seconds in. They over there behind the speaker. <sighs> behind the speaker. It's five of them in Chubb. Okay. 45 seconds in, it's two people left on stage. Okay. Me and Chubb. Okay. Chubb was even like, damn, bros. Okay. I had five of y'all. He said, I said, Five of y'all can't handle one oh, alpha. Man, Doc, but still, I was brothers? still getting it. How old is he? Because Chubb was up. How old is his brothers? They were, I don't know. Yeah. Hell, it don't matter. So you and Chubb went one-on-one? Doc, well, Chubb was, Chubb was like, man, I get, Chubb was like, yeah, you know, you took, he brought five of them. Y'all call him. That's your, y'all call him yet? No. Oh, Chubb ain't, Chubb ain't know that's the office calling. Let's see here. <laughs> Let's see you if know, y'all think I'm like. Oh, All right, y'all, okay, y'all got him? Chubb, 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 you there? Yeah, I'm in a bad area, brother. Okay, Chubb, what happened on the Jordan cruise when you brought out five of your fellow brothers off, when you on stage dance against me? How long was it before they were out of breath? Roland could not handle the competition. You know damn what, Chubb, really, Chubb? <laughs> Hold up, stop. Hold on, hold on, stop, stop. Chug, you gonna knowingly lie, Chug? Now, first of all, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you one thing. Roland was good. He was in shape. He did good. I'm not gonna lie about him. He did good. He was really good. Uh-uh-uh. The brothers were incredible. Uh, I think what happened was Roland was there by himself, so it makes him feel that he had a lot of vigor, which he did. I give it to him. He's 98 years old, and he did pretty good. Chug, Chug, 30 seconds in. How many? And I, and I happen to love the brother. I think he's an incredible human being. He did pretty good. He did pretty good. The... <laughs> Honestly, See, we're reason, talking about this. The Chug laughing, because he know we got video evidence. Now, Chug, Chug, 30 seconds in. How many of your bros were leaning behind those speakers trying to catch their breath? We're talking about one on one. Hold on, no, wait, wait. Chuck, hold up, so you can hear it in his laugh. How many of them, Chuck was looking like, I be damned, y'all couldn't even get to 45 seconds. They were behind that speaker, bent over, trying to catch their breath. Now, like, Chuck. No, 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 no. It wasn't bad. It was not, it was nothing like that. Yeah. I think uh, they all did good. Roland did, it, it appeared that he looked good because he was by himself. Hold up, hold up. If I'm the last one standing next to you, 
Because they behind the speakers trying to get some oxygen tanks. No, 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 no. There was, um, I forgot what, what that brother's name was. I think he's a cop. He was doing great. He was in shape like crazy. There was another one of those brothers that was like from, I forgot, he was some kind of, uh, I forgot what you call those kinds of people, a fireman. Easy, out of breath people. <laughs> out of breath people. That's what you call And I'm not gonna lie, if I'm not mistaken, when, when that was over, you look pretty tired too. You wasn't no spring chicken out there. Oh, I wasn't a spring chicken out there, but y'all were flatline chickens. <laughs> y'all were baked chicken, fried chicken, y'all were grilled chicken, cause y'all were dead. No, bro. Nah, nah, it was yeah, nothing bro. like that. You said hey, brother, I'm sorry that uh, I'm having to It's a it, story. No, first, first, first of all, first of all, of course, Chubb, of course, of course, of course, of course, Chubb gonna dispute the story because he can't admit that his omegas were tired. No, 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 no. No, first of all, let me tell you something. Demario, be quiet. We were all out there having fun. That's true. Roland, Roland did a little bit of something. I gave him a little bit of props because he's a, you know, he seemed like he was having fun. He got into the energy of it and everything. It wasn't where he's talking about everybody was out of breath. There's no way like that. Judge, fact, you know, dog well. on that stage too. Judge, I went over there and pat him on the back they were out of breath. Now, you know doggone well. But it's all right. I'm going to crack that video out. <laughs> yeah, Chubb, there's video. See? Uh -huh. There's plenty of video. There's this, plenty right. of video. It's going to be like January 6th up in here. Uh-huh. You signed the Republicans. Oh, no. It was a walk in the park. Mm -hmm. nah, 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 brother. <laughs> yeah, I apologize for the. It's my, all good, my brother. That's all good, man. Uh, tell everybody how they can check you out uh, on the radio. Yeah, man, you can just follow the Chub Rock Show, um, and you'll you'll see everything that's going on. Right now, we're really getting involved with a program when we're really trying to help young black males and um, deal with this violence and some of this gang stuff, man. So that's really where a lot of my passion is right now. All right, man. Well, look, uh, whatever we can do to help, you let me know. You can call me anytime. Always good to chop it up with you. Uh, and again, next time, tell your boys, be ready, because I'm ready. Alf was always ready. <laughs> Love you guys, man. Love, Love you. you I'll holler at you, bro. Peace out. All right, y'all. See, I told y'all, you, you don't know what to expect when you, watch, when you watch this show. I'll call somebody in a heartbeat. It don't even matter. All right, we got to go. Rihanna, Xavier, I appreciate it. Brianna, now tell, come on, come on, Brianna. Come on, come on, come on. With your list, with your list squats, come on. Matter of fact, why don't you go, why don't you go do a squat right now? Let's see. Uh, I'm good right now. Oh, see, oh, oh no, she, now she good right now. Now she good right now, uh-huh, see? See, now, as somebody said in YouTube in the chat, they said, now you're high-siding. Mm-hmm, <laughs> you're high-siding, uh-huh. Appreciate that. I ain't gonna tell y'all about Xavier last time I was in Chicago, uh, where we went till 4.30 in the morning. I ain't gonna tell y'all about that. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, see, see, oh, you forgot how, see? Oh, wow. See, you forgot how. <laughs> see? Oh, wow. Right, right, his Skype about to go out real quick. Oh, wow. Right, he about, to, he, about to lose, he about to lose connection real quick. <laughs> he about to lose connection real quick. All right, I appreciate it, y'all. Thank you so very much. Mario, thanks for coming by. Uh, tell the wife what's up. And again, you need to go practice that hop, because uh, it need to last longer than 10 seconds. Y'all, I appreciate it. Don't forget, download the Black Star Network app, Apple phone, Android phone, Apple TV, Android TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Xbox One, Samsung Smart TV, and of course, support our Brina Funk Fan Club. 
Uh, of course, uh, send checks and money orders to P.O. Box 57196, Washington, D.C., 20037-0196. Cash App, Dollar Sign, RM Unfiltered. PayPal's R. Martin Unfiltered. Venmo's RM Unfiltered. Zell is rolling at rollingsmartin.com. Rolling at rollingmartinunfiltered.com. That's it. I'm going to see you all tomorrow right here on the Roller Martin Unfiltered Show on the Black Star Network. You know how it was in the show. Holla! I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.